Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. Our mission is a heart for people and a message of Jesus. We hope you are encouraged in your faith through this message. Thanks for listening. I want to ask, how many here really enjoy a good mystery? Maybe it's a book or a movie. How many mystery lovers that are, that are in here that way? Yep. I've just been surprised how many people point at others when they're like, yeah, that, that's them. Anybody in here ever do an escape room? Yeah, escape room, a lot of fun, a lot of stress at the same time to, um, to go through with that. Well, one of the things that I love about a mystery is if you get the aha moment, you know, that one moment that something falls into place and you go from being stuck, you go from being confused, you go from being just in the dark to all of a sudden it's like, I get it. I remember um, Denise and I were actually um, watching the movie together. It was the, the Sixth Sense, you know, back in the time we actually went to the theater. So, I mean, we're sitting there and this movie by M. Night um, Shyamalan, it's famous for the one line in there, I see dead people. So we're sitting there watching it and there's one scene, I won't spoil it for you, but the one scene, just this ring hits the floor and it just starts to roll. And as soon as it did, I was like, oh! I think I said that out loud, as a matter of fact, because everything just came into perfect clarity at that point. It's like the mystery was like revealed. Well, this, that is the mystery, is what brings us right to Christmas. And one of the greatest mysteries that you and I face in our lives, which would be the mystery of God. Most people, whatever the generation, wherever, you know, wherever located in the world, most people believe in God. Now, it may be as an intelligent you know, designer, it may be as a higher power, it may be as just a, you know, a spiritual force that way, but there's this, you know, this belief that way. But, and this is like the really big but, when it comes to the details, well, that's where it's like, it's just really fuzzy, or that's the mystery that just kind of overshadows God that way. And quite honestly, it can be frustrating. I mean, frustrating to believe in God and still have him as a mystery to us. In truth, God is aware of that and doesn't want this to be a mystery to us, which is what brings us right back to Christmas. Because in Christmas, God begins to reveal the mystery and to resolve it. And Jesus is the key to God's mystery. In fact, would you say it once with me? Jesus is the key to God's mystery. One of his disciples, in fact, one of his closest disciples, his name was John. And John was actually privileged to be able to write one of the biographies about Jesus. We call them the Gospels. And in the Gospel of John, we have the other Christmas story. Now, the tr traditional Christmas story, Mary, Joseph, shepherds, and so on, I mean, that's in Luke's biography of Jesus. But here, John gives us a different side of Christmas. He says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and the Word became flesh. Think Christmas. And he made his dwelling among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. 
For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father. He has made him known. What John was saying was this. He was saying that Jesus is the key to God's mystery. Another one of Jesus' disciples, his name was Philip, may have been called Phil by the rest of the group that was there. There was a time that Jesus was conversing with his disciples and it was like an ask me anything moment. Now can you imagine? And so when Jesus was like, ask me anything. And Phil, he's kind of like, you know, hand up there and he goes like, Jesus, would you just show us God the Father? Because if you will, that's all that we need. I gotta admit, Phil asked a really good, I mean, that was a great question, right? If Jesus, if you just do that one thing, because we'd be like, yeah, God, if you just show us God the Father, I mean, that's all we need, right? But here's what Jesus said to him. He answered, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. He's saying that there is a key to God's mystery, and Jesus is saying, it was, it was me. You may have heard that title for Jesus, the name of Jesus at Christmas time, Emmanuel. Maybe you've seen it on a Christmas card, maybe you've heard it in a Christmas song. But Emmanuel is a Hebrew term, and it means God is with us. See, Jesus is Emmanuel, which is God with us. He's the key that is going to reveal God's mystery. You may have heard of an individual by the name of the Apostle Paul. Now, historians have said the Apostle Paul is one of history's 10 most influential people of all time. Now, it's quite an accolade to be put upon a person. But the Apostle Paul wrote these words about Jesus. He wrote, and I quote, Jesus is the key to God's mystery. That wasn't something that I came up with. Actually, those are Paul's words that are lifted right out of the scripture. And he will go on to say this about Jesus, that Jesus came with a twofold purpose. His purpose was to reveal God to us and to reconcile us to God. Now, personally, I can say, as long as I can remember, you know, I believed in God, but it's an understatement to say that he was a mystery to me. Until the time that I opened myself up to a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And that's when things really began to change for me. And I thought, you know, I'm sure that we'd all appreciate just hearing other people's experience that way. I wish I could hear everyone in here, but when I just put this out on social media, here's a couple of the first ones that I got shot back to me and let me share these with you. I grew up in a family that loved Jesus. I went to a church that taught Jesus. I was surrounded by a community of believers and a wife who exampled and loved Jesus. But the world offered a lot of things that were appealing, would seek for my attention, distract me from the truth, from my walk with Christ. Before, I thought being a Christian meant all you had to do was believe in God. And though believing is very important in our relationship with God, it's exactly that, a relationship. After I accepted Jesus into my heart and really leaned in to the power of his love, I realized that that relationship is a catalyst for my purpose and yours. Uh, for years, I thought that I was a Christian because I believed that there was a God. I attended church. I 
read my Bible. I did things that Christians did. Therefore, I thought I was a Christian. It wasn't until later that after I received Jesus that I realized that all of that was works-based and that I could not get to heaven based upon my good works. I thought I was a Christian because I believed there was a God. He was there, but I could put him in a closet when I chose not to be close to him. When I needed him, I would open the door, maybe apologize, and then move on being the person he and everyone else wanted me to be. I did not grow up in a Christian home. I heard about the good news of Jesus later in life. So after a series of um, questioning and doubt, I accepted him as my Lord and Savior. And from that point, it changed the trajectory of my life. I thought I was a Christian because we went to church and believed in God, but never really followed Christ. When my first daughter was born, I knew that all of those things could never satisfy. I'd only find perfect satisfaction in a good God who would create such beautiful life. As I look back, there's so many things, both difficult and wonderful, that have shown me the amazing love of God, the peace, the hope, and the joy that only He brings. Because of His goodness, He has my undying allegiance and loyalty. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Nothing compares to the unsurpassed glory of Him who saved me, us, from sin and death. All glory to Jesus. We are all a tool in his toolbox to share what he has done for us. And what he's done for me is to be able to give me a passion for people. And I'm so grateful for a community of churchgoers and like-minded friends and family to share that in with as well. It was at that point that I surrendered my life to Jesus. And uh, since that time, I have come to know God as uh, my Savior and my Lord, and that He is there for me and uh, will always be there to help me and in difficult times and the good times, and that He has a plan for my life, and He will carry that plan out. I do my best to be the greatest father my children could ever ask for. I'm so blessed that I have a father that makes that so simple. Because if I follow Him, follow His Word, share His love, he will do the rest. Merry Christmas. So I know God through prayer, through reading his word, which flows through trusting him more and more every day, which flows naturally to experience him and experiencing his love. Um, and that flows from loving him with all my heart, soul, and mind, and to love those he places in my life. Um, I have come to learn that Christ is with me. Christ is asking for a friendship. Christ is asking me to following his footsteps to be the best man that I can be. And ever since I've made that choice, my life has made a complete turnaround uh, spiritually, emotionally, um, just overwhelming the presence of God in my life right now. I actually had a bit of a aha moment in getting ready for this particular um, talk that I get to share with you. And I'm looking at Christmas and just, you know, I, it's one of those things you just ask yourself, like, hey, what exactly does Christmas mean? Now, it's not like I don't know what Christmas is, but it's like, but what exactly does Christmas mean? It's a compound word. First part is Christ. I got that part. I actually figured that out all by myself. But the mass part, I'm like, does it mean Christ's birth? Is that what it means? And come to find out that's not what mass means. Christmas, this Latin term, it's Christ and masses, 
sent. It means to send out. You could say it means to send on mission. Christmas is Jesus being sent out. God sent Jesus. In fact, the scriptures say in the Gospel of John, this is how much God loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. Why did he do it? Jesus was sent to be able to reveal God to us and to be able to reconcile us to God. And isn't it interesting, some of the first words to Jesus after his resurrection to his followers were these. Just as the Father has sent me, so I thought Christmas, so I send you. In other words, Jesus wants his followers engaged in that same mission that the Father sent him on so that people would know who God is and so that people could be reconciled to God. One of the ways that Jesus made God known was being able to represent him to others. Those that didn't have a chance to be able to see and converse with him, Jesus was able to like step into that gap. And I thought, you know, it's kind of like this. Um, if we've never had a chance to meet before, I mean, you may know that my name's Guy, but you don't know me. Never had the opportunity to interact together. But say that you had the opportunity to know and converse with my wife, Denise. Now, Denise and I, we've been married for 43 years. We dated five years before that. Denise could reveal me to you without you ever having met me. In fact, Denise could reveal me to you better than I could reveal me to you, I think. And that's what Jesus was doing. He was revealing the Father so that people would know him. But he did more than just share. It's true, Jesus talked about, here's the, the, the holiness of God and the righteousness and the judgment of God. And he talked about the love of God and the mercy of God. And sometimes it seems like you got two different gods at, at, at a time, right? But Jesus showed how these would synchronize together, the holiness of God and the love of God, when he was willing to go to the cross. And there we saw God in his fullness and the depth of his love for us. In the resurrection of Jesus, we began to see the power of God and what would take place in an individual's life that would open themselves up and yield themselves to him and the sovereignty of God at work as well. Jesus was very, very, very helpful in helping people to reveal this is who God is. But he also went on to make sure that we could be reconciled to God. We talked about the cross, right? Jesus was willing to die for our sins right there. And it's our sin, well, that's the reason for the need of reconciliation. And most of us, we understand this through experience, right? Um, if you've ever had somebody that you needed to reconcile with, somebody did something or said something and it just broke the relationship. And you needed to have that relationship brought back together. Well, we know that it's our sin. The scripture says the problem is your sin has separated you from God. That's what we're dealing with in our lives. And maybe you can connect with, with Ashley and her story. Maybe you go like, I have no connection whatsoever with Ashley and her story. That's, that's not my story at all. 
I really found this interesting when I think about, you know, sin and the way we look at it. I found that I have this tendency to minimize my own sin while I see other people's sin clearly without any minimization at all. Anybody else like that? It's kind of like with us, like, eh, well, it's not that bad. And, you know, if you really knew me, then, you know, it's okay. But other people, it's like, ho, ho, like you want to call that out there. When we come to this understanding that, yep, it was my sin that broke relationship with God. And what am I going to do? That takes us back to this beautiful and powerful truth. For sure, we will all continue in this discovery of who God is and the mysteries of God throughout our lifetime. But there's a beginning point to that journey. And the beginning point, well, it's Jesus. Jesus is the key to God's mystery. And that simple, simple truth is so profound. Because the more that we come to understand Jesus, it's like the more I understand God, the more I experience God in my life. It's one of the many reasons why I would encourage you. Join with us in this coming year because as we just take time to learn more about Jesus in 2023, who he is, what he did, it will open us up to experience God in our lives in greater and greater ways. As we start out in January, we're looking at the hope, the inspiration that Jesus offers to all of us, something that I think all of us have a, a great need for at this point in our lives. But to wrap it all up, we do it with these words. And would you say them once, once more with me? Jesus is the key to God's mystery, what he wants for you in your life. And if you're ready, as it were, to put the key in and turn the key in your life and receive Jesus as your savior, it really would be an honor for me to pray with you to that end. And a prayer, something as simple as this. A prayer like, Jesus, thank you for making God knowable. I confess, I need what you did for me on the cross and for the forgiveness of my sin to reconcile me to God. I really do believe that through your resurrection, I can have eternal life. I can be a child of God. And then the prayer to continue to grow in our ongoing discovery of Jesus, of the Father and of the Holy Spirit. And if that's your prayer, then I'm gonna ask you to just to join with me. And again, I'm so grateful to be able to, to lead us again in a prayer that has such power and such life impact for us. Would you bow your head with me? And friend, if this is your prayer, then whether you wanna say it out loud or whisper it or just echo it in your heart, Jesus, thank you for making God knowable. I confess, I need what you did for me on the cross. The forgiveness of my sin to reconcile me to God. And I believe that through your resurrection, I can have eternal life. And if that's your prayer, to open yourself up to Jesus and his saving grace, to trust him as your Lord and Savior, I just wanna ask you to just lift the hand. Now our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. I don't wanna embarrass anybody, but I certainly wanna give you the opportunity to outwardly confess Jesus in this way. That's wonderful. Others, 
Sometimes it takes me just a second. You may want to just wave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for the personal working that you're doing in each and every life, Jesus. Thank you that you are the key to God's mystery. And we pray that we will, in this coming year, grow in our understanding more of you, more of the Father, more of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for Christmas. We pray this in your name, Jesus, and everybody here in agreement said. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Visit us online at foxriverchristian.org or check us out in person. Thanks again for listening to the Fox River Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,